0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. We're so glad to have you with us, and we want to welcome all of our new listeners that are coming to us from iHeartRadio. We just had um, our podcast added to the iHeartRadio site last week, which now makes us available on most of the podcasting sites out there, which is a true testament to the fact that you're listening and you're providing feedback to us and you're being a part of this journey. And we're so grateful to uh, have you with us. You know, when I was thinking about what to do for um, the podcast this week and what theme I was going to use, lately I've been doing a lot of reflecting on self-awareness and things that we, you know, kind of look at as we're looking within ourselves about how we operate, how we go about and live our daily lives and the things that we experience that kind of guide us along life's path. So with that, I wanted to uh, bring the five messages to you this week um, on that theme and talk a little bit about self-awareness and maybe some of the things that I've gone through or some things that I've experienced that might help you in your life as well. Also, if you have feedback, we certainly would love to hear that. If you have questions or things you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can reach out to us. You can email us at info at bringsmiles2seniors.com, and we'd be glad to uh, respond to your email as soon as possible. So with that, let's get on to this week's podcast. Do you ever have those days when no matter how hard you try for a period of time, you're just sad and somber, and you can't seem to break out of it, and just like that in a flash, it just moves on and the day goes back to normal? Sometimes you can't really pinpoint the reason for it, and there are times when the reason is obvious, but it seems to come and go at a whim. For me, that seems to happen about every four to six weeks. For about a two-day period, I wake up feeling down and when there's really no obvious cause for it. I try to shake myself out of it, but it continues for about 24 to 36 hours, and then as quickly as it came in, it passes. This has been happening to me for some time, and when it first happened, it really startled me. I couldn't understand why it was happening regularly and why it always seemed to come within a certain time interval. However, as time went on, I learned to embrace that time for what it was worth and put it to good use. Most of the time, I'm pretty positive about life and do what I can to nurture it and make it the best it can be. Week after week, I go and go until I get to the point where I feel like my body and soul just need a rest. I've come to learn that these periods that happen for me are my body and mind's way of telling me to stop and slow down. By enduring those somber periods where I don't want to seem to do anything, I'm being provided a time to just chill and recharge for a period, sometimes devoid of emotion. I think when my body feels like it has sufficiently recharged, the mood passes and life moves on. It's also during these times that I deal with the things that make me sad. It is almost as if my brain is thinking that I'm sad anyway, so why not deal with all the issues that contribute to sadness and see them for what they are and then let them go? It prevents me from having to focus on that on the other days when life is good. The point of this message is that it's okay to be somber and sad for a short period of time. I feel like it's a healthy time to deal with things that adversely affect life if you use the time wisely. It's when the sadness finds its way into weeks, months, and even years that it becomes a problem where one might ultimately need a little help to address it. So the next time that you feel sad and somber, Put that emotion to good use. Use it as a time to deal with the things in your life that are contributing to making you feel that way. Take a good long look at them. Work through them and let them go. It will make all the other days of life that much brighter. Sadness is a normal human emotion. And yes, it is normal to occasionally be sad. As we go through life, there are lessons we learn that may be awful at the time but they wind up being points in our life that set us on a better path than what we might have otherwise chosen. One such lesson happened for me when I was young, and I'm so thankful for the actions that my parents took at the time to make it right. Before I reached my teens, for some reason, I always wanted to be a server in a restaurant. Now that I know what it's like having been a server, I'm not sure why I ever have wanted to do that in the first place, but Heaven knows I admire all the servers out there because their jobs are probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. And as a result, I thought it would be really cool to set up a restaurant in the house while my parents were at work and practice with my brother and cousins. However, to accomplish this, I was missing a very important item that was used back in those days in restaurants. Remember when they used to take orders on paper order books and sent those off to the kitchen for the order to be made? Well, I needed one of those. And the only problem was I had no money. So what was I going to do? Well, we had a local five and dime in the middle of town that I knew had them. So on my next visit with my mom and grandmother, I slipped away from them and managed to put one of the booklets in my pants without anyone knowing. Success. I could now open my pretend restaurant. However, unexpectedly, I started having this thing called guilt. I knew what I had done was wrong, and eventually it got the best of me, and I wound up telling my parents what I did. And what do you think they did? After a good scolding, they marched me right down to the Five and Dime and made me tell the store owner what I had done, apologize, and made me pay for the book. But that wasn't the end of it. As with many stories, this one has a little bit of a twist. In my sophomore year of high school, I was working at a bakery, and my grandmother was in the Five and Dime one day. And the owner came up to her and asked if I would be interested in coming to work for him. He remembered what had happened all those years ago and thought that I had done an admirable thing. I quickly accepted and wound up working for him until I graduated high school and went off to college. Had my actions gone unchecked, that experience may have had a very different effect on me. But looking back, I'm so thankful to my family for caring enough to make me do the right thing. The lesson for any youngster in all of this is that, yes, there are times when your parents know best. In fact, many times. You know, Sometimes we can live our life in a bubble or a room with four walls, and the edge of the bubble or one of those walls becomes the extent that we discover life. Just outside those confined areas are places unexplored, people we haven't met, adventures that haven't happened, and a world of possibilities that we may never know. When I was in the Air Force, I was sent to Adana, Turkey as my first assignment. I was fresh out of boot camp and tech school, and at 19 years old, I was being sent halfway across the world to a land I had to look up on a map to figure out where it was. Upon my arrival, I was placed in one of the dorms on the base. It was a small room with four walls. I was a little reluctant to leave the base as Turkey was under martial law at the time, and men with machine guns could be seen everywhere. There were people I talked to that had never stepped foot off the base in the two years that they had been there for fear of what was going on outside the gates. Now, this presented me with a choice. I could either follow in their footsteps and stay inside where I knew it was safe, or I could take a chance and venture out and see what the outside world was like. I grew up in a very small town where we didn't lock our doors at night and everyone knew everyone. The most natural thing for me to do was play it safe and confine myself to the base, serve out my assignment and get back to the States. However, something inside of me pushed me not to do that. And I jumped in full force. Due to a dorm shortage, they were offering to pay people to live off base. And this 19 year old got himself an apartment in the local village above one of the shops and promptly moved in. It would turn out to be one of the most amazing decisions of my life. I immersed myself in the culture and met new and interesting people. I started to learn the Turkish language. I ate Turkish food, got invited to families' homes, and really got to understand the Turkish culture and people. I was awed by their amazing respect for the elderly. When visiting a Turkish home, the most senior member of the family always sits nearest the front door. That way, in case of an emergency, they are the first to safety. When sitting, you don't sit with your legs crossed where the soles of your feet are showing. It's considered to be disrespectful to your elders, And the list goes on. Because I chose to get out of the bubble and leave the four walls, I had experiences that most 19-year-olds never get. By leaving those four walls, I made friends that I have had for over 30 years and still see today. Life can be scary, but by locking ourselves within our comfort zone, we take a chance that we're going to miss all the incredible parts of life that it has to offer. If you have found yourself confined to your bubble or your four walls, You don't have to start big to begin to discover the beauty that life offers. Pick one small thing that you always wanted to do, see, or experience. Take that one small step outside your comfort zone, and before you know it, those small steps will become bigger steps, and in time, you will be running. We only get one chance. Live life, enjoy life, and be the you that has always been there. Explore the outside of your comfort zone and see just how exciting it can be. A while back, I was thinking about expectations, those that we put on ourselves, on other people, and expectations about life in general. Often we have such a preconceived notion of what is supposed to happen or what a person is supposed to do that when the expectation isn't met, it ultimately causes disappointment. When that happens to me, I often sit back and try to evaluate exactly what my expectations were and why they weren't met. The more I did that, the more I came to realize that setting expectations based on how I would handle the situation often set me up for failure. Expecting others to deliver exactly in the same way I would was most likely unreasonable. We are different people that handle situations in different ways, and the quickest way to set yourself up for disappointment is to have an expectation that the person or situation deliver in the exact same way that we would. Some people overachieve because that's their nature. Others deliver, but in their own time and way. Some are just naturally born underachievers. I find if you take time to truly get to know the person and set expectations commiserate with their style, then disappointment becomes far more rare. Equally important is the expectations we place on ourselves. I can't tell you how often over the years I've applied unneeded pressure to myself by setting expectations that were just not deliverable. When I didn't meet them, it often created self-doubt and angst that I learned over the years was so unnecessary. We are not machines. We're humans with ever-changing emotions and abilities, and it's equally important to understand our limitations and set expectations for ourselves accordingly. Sometimes I find it helpful to create a prioritization list, whether mental or on paper. It contains all the things I expect to accomplish, but buckets them in groups of importance. When I finish the ones that are the most important, I move on to the others, and I am left with a feeling of satisfaction that the list is getting smaller rather than the pressure of trying to accomplish everything at once. How we set and deliver expectations is truly a product of who we are. How we learn to adapt and alter those expectations is a product of the person we want to be. Dealing with the outside world takes more effort than it has in the past. So why place ourselves in a position of potential failure by setting unrealistic expectations on ourselves and others? I don't believe in expecting the worst and hoping for the best. Setting an expectation that is deliverable and then delivering on it is far more satisfying. For this last message, I saw this quote that said, you're a diamond, dear, they can't break you. Now, when faced with adversity in life, it's amazing the strength we discover that we never knew we even had. They say that life will never give us more than we can handle at any one time, but we all know that there are situations where that doesn't seem true. We are often overburdened with so much that we feel like there's no way out and definitely no light at the end of the tunnel. It's then that we have to remind ourselves that no matter what, situation or person is never going to break us as we will find that strength that we need to endure. Think back over your life. How many times in the past have you been faced with a situation where it just seemed like the end? There was no way that you were going to be able to go on and certainly no way that the situation was ever going to resolve itself. Now, look in the mirror. You're still here. Those situations are in the past, and you're left to face another day and any of life's challenges that it may throw your way. The only way people or things are going to break us is if we let them and we have the ultimate power. They say that diamonds are the hardest substances on earth. Well, when we have true resolve and commitment, I would say those two things match the strength of any diamond that comes out of the ground. True commitment is formidable, and when we are on the path to getting what we truly want and desire, woe is the person or thing that tries to get in our way. People break our spirits and souls because we let them. Without that permission, it is impossible for them to have an effect. Sometimes all we need to do is give them that small opening and they begin to tear at the fabric of our soul until it's shredded. However, once we take that permission away and build the required barriers to keep their negativity out, the strength of that shell is as strong as a diamond and there is no doubt that they will not be able to break us. Your light, my light, all of our light will be as bright as any diamond. And there you have it. Another episode of Mornings with Ron. I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. I appreciate those of you who have gone out into the various pod sites and written a review of us. We appreciate the continued feedback that you've given us along the way. We've reached over 700 downloads of our podcast so far and it's continuing to grow. And that's a true testament to those of you who have decided to go on this journey with us. So thank you for joining this week. And as you go out into this great big world of ours, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles.